Three, two, one. So bad. <laughs> that goes bad for both of us. Okay. That's not the first time you've heard that. <laughs> Are you right. tired? Are you tired of me yet? This is a long, this is a long, we're on a marathon right now. I know. I, I was tired of you in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. That's fair. I don't know, just start. Blazing Saddles. <laughs> this is your first time? Have, you, have we not done these before? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, I feel like there's more of a casual lead in. And just <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're funnier at the top, and it's like fun. And then oh, we need to be funnier. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's not just like, oh, Blazing Saddles. Start, just start talking, Keith. Well, let's see what you got. Let's see what we I got have here. nothing. I have. I, I've never had anything. Why do you? <laughs> why do you assume I have things? I don't. I have nothing. Okay, so blazing saddles. My number thrice. Oh, we can't do that. Don't do that. Oh, because that's like a thing. Oh, fuck. It's like it's like white power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I. I this is not what the episode... Well... <laughs> kind of. It kind of. Speaking of... Accidental segue. <laughs> it's unbelievable. The segways, abilities are just... Segway kings are at it again. Unbelievable. It is my privilege to extend a laurel and hearty handshake to our new... Speaking of racism... Mm. Blazing Saddles, <laughs> my third you favorite. You found it. You found it. Yeah, yeah. Segway Kings. Uh, my number three favorite film of all time, because Mel Brooks is a genius, and I'm excited to talk about Mel Brooks's place in comedy and what it is to be this offensive and this unpolitically correct. And uh, everything about this film is, is funny. I shouldn't say everything about this film, but majority of this film is really, really funny. And it has aged so poorly. It is, it is just insane. It's just, it's, it's, all of it is just crazy. <clears throat> so there's just so much to talk about. I think there's a lot to unpack here. But for those who don't know, because I like to give context to these films, Blazing Saddles is a Western, a spaghetti Western spoof, essentially, about a black sheriff taking over a, uh, a white town as a form of <clears throat> a way to sabotage the town by an evil villain who's trying to steal the land of that town, town, not town, <laughs> town, <laughs> to build railroad tracks through to further his financial gains and little to, he, to, to, to his knowledge, it starts to work and people rally around the black sheriff and comedy and adventure ensue. Fair recollection? I don't know. I'm not good at those. <laughs> no, I, I think you're right. Yeah, that, that, all, that all sounds about right. So with all of that said, heavily uh, shrouded in, in race relations and, and making light of literally every race possible. 
What do you think? I don't know. <laughs> what, 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 what brings, what emotions does this film bring up for you? Because I think it's hilarious. Yeah, okay. Well, it's, it should be stated that it's universally considered to be one of the best two or three comedies of all time. Uh, from, a, from a critical standpoint, this film is adored. Yes. Uh, if you haven't seen it and you watch it for the first time today, you're going to be shocked. <laughs> Good morning, ma'am. And isn't it a lovely morning? Up yours. The point of the film is using uh, very racially charged, very sexually charged, uh, offensive humor to illustrate how stupid and, and the, the, those kind of people are. Right. And to ridicule those people. That's what needs to be, you're right. And I, explaining the joke is the worst thing for comedians, it's like magicians explaining how they do it, but it probably needs to be said that, that they are mocking those who, who are bigots. Yeah. And that, and that line of thinking. The and, white people are the, the stupidest, dumbest, most useless, helpless people in this movie. They're correct. just the most outwardly racist. Yes, yeah, so they're, they're like that's but that's all part of the That's part of it. It is depiction. what their ignorance is what we are mocking. These are people of the land. The common clay of the new west. You know. Morons. <laughs> there is very little just personally speaking that can offend me from a comedy standpoint especially like I'm just it's just not a thing. So when I watched this film, I probably saw this film for the first time much more recently than, than you would expect. It's probably like five or six years ago I, I first saw Blazing Saddles. So I, hadn't, I didn't see it as a kid for whatever reason. Um, I, I want to get to my main point here because it's a good one. Uh, <laughs> I, so, so I saw it and I, and I knew kind of what it was going to be going in. And I thought, okay, yeah, I get it. Wow, this is really over the top in, in all these different ways. Like the first scene, there's, there's uh, N-words and, and homophobic slurs and, I mean, just everything all at once. Like yep. it's very, they're going to let the, the black guys die and they, rather they take the card out of the quicksand, all that stuff. But it is very funny if you're willing to, you know, be drawn into that, that kind of comedy. Um, uh, that said... So I, I, don't, I don't mind that stuff. I don't get hung up on the political correctness stuff. Because again, the goal of the film is to lampoon racists by using racism. Which you can debate the merits of that, but that's neither here nor that's there. That's the point. Alright, we'll give some land to the and the but we don't want the Irish. Additionally, I also love Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks is obviously a, a seminal figure in uh, American comedy, film, cinematic comedy. So many of his films are memorable and wonderful. He's like a crazy uncle or grandpa that's hilarious and, uh, you know, he just, I, I love him. I respect his body of work so much. Uh, all of that said, I don't think Blazing Saddles is very good. I, I don't think it's a good movie and it has nothing to do with the content aging poorly, though it has. I, I doesn't bother me. I just don't think it's a good movie. Uh, I think it is extremely overrated. So you don't think it's a good movie, or you don't think it's funny, or you don't think it's both? Both. I think I think it's it's clearly it was clearly funny when it came out, and there are still parts that I go, ha ha ha. But it there's as someone who saw it for the first time in 2015 or whatever, 
it's not a very funny movie. And this sort of speaks to the Anchorman situation, maybe, that, but even more exaggerated. That's insane. It's it's insane. Uh, I know. It's insane. <laughs> it's it, it's insane for you to say it's not funny. You want to argue that it's not a good movie? I don't even. I think it's a good movie. I think it's all of those things. The the only thing I'll concede or, or meet you at is is not everything is funny. There's a couple parts that I'm like, all right, like uh, whatever. For for example, really most of the Mongo stuff I think is dumb. I think the <laughs> farting thing is dumb. Yeah, but people love that. That's I like know, a, a I, classic I know. We'll, scene. We'll talk about the farting scene because I think there's a really interesting part about that as well. But uh, but like the the Looney Tunes thing where like he uh, candy gram for Mongo. Mongo like candy. That's stupid. It's just it's it's stupid. There's there's a handful of things that are dumb in in that film. But as a there are some of the funniest lines ever. In, in this film, uh, <laughs> when he, when, when, uh, God, I, I don't even know if I can say some of these. <laughs> like, I like, uh, do it, do it. The, <laughs> it's so funny. Hey boys, look what I got here. Hey, where are the white women at? That, like, that was one of the, that's that was one, one of the, the funniest things I've ever. laughed out loud. Ever. Yeah. That is, that is a, uh, that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. I don't mean to say there's there's no funny that none of it's funny because okay. it's clearly there's still some things that are funny. I'm not I'm not blanket statement making that it's not funny. That was that's funny that you singled that out because that was literally the one line I like cackled out loud yeah, out loud is, at. That's so, like that was really funny. When it, the, he's and then when they find out that he's black and he's like no no that's ash from the cross burning and then he wipes his hand and he flips it over and it's like see it's coming off. Like, I don't know, I can't say that, but that's so funny. That's yeah. so funny. I, I think the Hedley Lamar is one of the best characters in all of cinema. I love his, uh, Harvey Corman is the actor, and he is one of the great comedic actors of that era, and maybe of all time. He was on the Carabonet show. He's the first every man to me like he plays such a straight man villain so well he's in a handful of mel brooks's projects he plays the straight man so so well he is i think there's so many things i want to talk about about how like if for you to say that it's not like that you can't see the comedic merit in this film blows my mind like i didn't say that either i didn't say that either but you said it's not funny you said it's not funny that's very different i just don't think most of the things that were probably very funny, whatever year this came out in the early '70s or what have you, uh, they're just—they're just not—they just haven't aged in a humorous sense. Well, like it's just a different kind of humor. So it's and, and so that was the big picture of the Anchorman conversation. Is so does that make it a good film if it's not good if you watch it right now if it's not nearly as funny? But no, but no hit. comedy film will be the Anchorman thing is different because we're talking about centering or centering it around an ungrounded character. Yeah, it's it's different in it's the specific. different in that sense. Like these characters are grounded for that time for the Western time, you know, for the time. Like those these types of people existed. Well, well, yeah, but you could say that about Anchorman, that these types of people, there were newscasters that existed. No, not to this level. Mongo not to that. is not but, a realistic but comedy character. But com like, comedy is always exaggerated to where you could argue that none of these people would ever exist. That's the fucking point. Like, so, so th this, the West was like this in some regards. They had sheriffs and they had townsfolk and they were poor, ignorant 
people and there was racism back then. Like that, that yeah, that, yeah. Like, so you, I just don't think many of the jokes land anymore. That's sort of my point. We need to that, watch it together because you're wrong. There's every, like, I would say over 50%, like not every joke lands, of course, but not every joke lands in every comedy. But now I'm just gonna sit here and be like, you don't think this is funny? You don't think this is gonna be a terrible episode where I just recite Blazing Saddles to you (laughs) (laughs) and I sound like the biggest racist on earth. Like that's, that's. uh, (laughs) We must do something about this immediately, immediately, immediately. Harumph, 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 harumph. I didn't get a harumph out of that guy. Give the governor harumph. Harumph. You watch your ass. This is fun because finally, it's you on that side of things. Cause I feel like normally it's just me like defending these great films. Yeah. Like, no, this is like, well, so yeah, meh. This and is the Birdman is shitty. <laughs> and now I'm, I'm just to be like, yeah, Blazing Saddles is not as good as everyone thinks it is. And you're like, because the best movie, go- I've said this to you personally before the best movie going experience I've ever had was seeing Blazing Saddles in theaters after Gene Wilder had passed away. A theater here in Boston ran Blazing Saddles after Gene Wilder passed away. And I said, I got to go see this film. And I thought I was going to be the only person in the theater. I thought, who's going to go see this film? And it was packed. There was not an empty seat. What city was that? (laughs) Whether seriously or thrown around as a joke, Boston is often referred to as one of the most racist cities in America. I don't know what to say now. I don't know how to like... I'll 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 give you a couple specifics. Uh, Was there anything you did like? jokes that don't land, because that's just very subjective. Uh, but I, I felt like, after watching it the last time I watched it, that there was just, it was, it felt, and perhaps it was, so I'm, I'm uh, it felt a bit rushed. Like, they needed to make this movie quickly, so there's, there's, like, for whatever reason, and it feels like, as I'm watching it, one, no disrespect to, is it Cleavon Little? Cleavon Little, yes. No disrespect to, to that actor, but that's clearly needs to be Richard Pryor. And it was meant to be. It was meant to be Richard they, Pryor. They wouldn't, I, yeah. And so if I'm Mel Brooks, I, I don't make the movie. I refuse to make that movie he, with this. He did. And Richard Pryor handpicked Cleavon Little. I wanted Richard to be Black Bart. I wanted to be the Black Sheriff. But he had been arrested. And, and Warner Brothers said, you can't, can't get insurance. So I said, Richard, I'm not going to, if you don't, if you're not doing. Bart, I'm not, I'm not gonna do it. He said, you gotta, you gotta do it, Mel. I got two more writers' payments. Please do the movie. <laughs> so we, Richard and I were casting. We're looking for the black sheriff. We saw about 100 guys. Some of them were pretty good, but when Cleavon, when Cleavon Little walked in, this beautiful, sculptured, handsome, laid-back, brilliant guy, and Richard said, you know, if I had played Bart, I'm kind of, you know, coffee, coffee colored, and I have a mustache. I could be Cuban. He said, but that motherfucker, he is black. He is very good. He's not He's bad. He's fine. He's not bad. I, I, want, I want more from that role. And, and speaking of, is, is this movie, I can't imagine a greater waste of Gene Wilder's talent. Like, he has nothing to do. He has nothing He's to do. He's the and second I can see lead. How what are you talking about? He, it was originally supposed to be another like guy, John Wayne or a straight man, uh, you know, it's a serious guy. 
is like a, they were, I read another thing where it was going to be like a, a, a soap opera actor or something like some bland white guy. And that is what it is. Cause, cause Cleavon character should have been the really outgoing, uh, the star of the show. And they have these roles switched because of the actors. Gene Wilder is the much greater talent and I want to see him do funny stuff. Gene Wilder, I don't think, makes me laugh once in this movie. Like what? He's just kind of he's just kind of there. A man drink like that and he don't eat. He is going to die. When? Gene Wilder is a is just a pleasure to watch on screen, and and it shows his versatility. Like he doesn't. Sure, the comedy may not come from him. The comedy comes from Cleavon Little. The comedy comes from the absurdity of of all the racists, of all the bad people. And the comedy comes from Harvey Korman. I, I, I think he is outstanding in, in this film. How's it going? It's like wet sauerkraut in my hands. By morning, he would be my slave. Splendid. Oh, just let me have a little feel. Yeah. Madeline Kahn, let's not forget. And Madeline Kahn, absolutely. Oh, Madeline <clears throat> Kahn, it may be one of the best comedic actresses of, of all time as, as well. For like, sure. I, I'm, I am the president of the Madeline Kahn fan club. She is fantastic. So talented and underrated hottie of a generation. She, <laughs> she is, is gorgeous. a very beautiful woman. I, had to, I like Googled her after I watched this to be like, better than Khan? Got, got all that going on? Yeah, she is. she is a beautiful woman and immensely talented and super funny. I love her in Clue. I think Clue's an underrated comedy film as well. Yeah, I liked Clue a lot. I like uh, Clue a lot. I killed Yvette. I hated her so much. It, it, the, it, flame, flames, flames on the side of my face, breathing, breath, heaving breaths. He's such a talented actor that he doesn't need to be the comedic relief. He fills that void very, very well. So I give him credit for not, like, uh, uh, if you put a comedic actor in that part, he probably tries to overreach and outdo it, it rather than no. No, I know, but that's my point. That's my point. Is then don't ca then cast the straight man for that. But he for did it role. as a favor. Gene Wilder is such a good person that they that they and I don't know him personally, but from what I have read, they cast a guy. They shoot, and he had a drinking problem. They thought he was recovered. He throws up on the first day on set, and they're like, "Well, I guess he doesn't. He's not over that problem." And yeah. then he calls Gene Wilder, and as a favor, <laughs> he does the film. Like he. He bailed Mel yeah, Brooks yeah, out. That, this all lends itself to my point of it feeling kind of rushed and patched together. Where it's like, oh, yeah. And I read a lot of that, that, that stuff too. Uh, where it just feels like we, all this shit was going wrong. Nothing was going the way we wanted. So so-and-so couldn't, Richard Pryor couldn't be in it. So we got this guy and then this guy couldn't do it because he was sick with alcoholism. So Gene Wilder can't. Like it just doesn't feel like a coherent project it just feels like we got these it's just like some one-off jokes and it's funny and it was really funny for the time because mel brooks is a genius but it, it's not it's not something that holds up well in terms of quality over 40 50 years later i disagree i, th I think there are parts there there are comedy part like the song the i'm tired song like i like i'm not a big musical guy so I don't. And I that love got her. her nominated for Best Supporting Actress, which is fucking crazy. She was nominated for Best Supporting Actress. I did not she's know that. She's in this that. movie for ten minutes. Yeah, and she she's gets not in the movie for, that long. <laughs> but that I do song, love her yeah. character. I, I like her character. She's very. <laughs> she's. I feel like I can't quote any of the film. <laughs> you can, just censor the 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 racial the racial. Yeah. Is it uh, true what they say about the way you people are? 
gifted. Oh, it's true. The story itself, I think, is a good story. It's a dramatic premise, and I think all premises, all comedy films should be rooted in dramatic premises. I think that is the, that is the mark of a good comedy. If, 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 your, if your premise is the joke, you're doing something wrong. The premise of the film is, is a corrupt government. Try, <laughs> you're already... <laughs> the, I'm shaking my head because we just did Anchorman, which is funny, but okay. <laughs> but that wasn't a if great... the premise of your film is a joke, then you've got a problem. Well, I, I would argue that that premise isn't a joke either. But, okay, you're but, right. It's a statement on sexism in the workplace. Please continue. <laughs> <laughs> It's, this is why it's so hard to defend comedies. No one wants to have an intellectual conversation about comedies. <laughs> Here's what I'll argue with you about. Uh, I have one criticism, but before I get to my criticism, which I think you would think is uncharacteristic of me, I want to talk about something that Mel Brooks did so often that I think you may find as one of the parts that you didn't like, or just comedy that's like, I don't get it. Not that I don't get it, but like, we've aged out of this version of comedy, I should say. And that's breaking the fourth wall. Where would I find such a man? Why am I asking you? Mel Brooks is, I would say, famous for, for breaking, continuously breaking the fourth wall. And when I saw this film, I, I want to say it was really the first time that I saw that. I, it, it like, it blew my mind. Like, it was such like a meta thing that I just thought it was absolute genius. Now I look back on it and I go, yeah, maybe it's hokey. Maybe it's, maybe it's a little hokey. Uh, but more so than the scene, the, 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 so I want to get your thoughts on Breaking the Fourth Wall. But before I ask you anything, it's my movie. <laughs> more so than the scene where they, where they literally leave the film and they go through the Warner Brothers studio and that's like an iconic scene. Get your pies for the great pie fight. Which I think is so funny. The pie fight I think is so funny. I think the interrupting, the dancing <laughs> with, yeah. with Dom DeLuise directing. <laughs> one of my yeah. favorite lines. And I, again, I can't say it, but I'm going to say it. Yeah, you can't say it. <laughs> Have you got it? Yes. yes. Sounds like steam escaping. But even more so than that breaking the wall, where I lost it as a kid was when Harvey Corbin is doing his speech to rally up the, the troops to say, we're going to run through them, we're going to trash the town, where he says, Now you will only be risking your lives, whilst I will be risking an almost certain Academy Award nomination for Best Supporting Actor. I think he's killing the performance, and then midway through the performance, he's like, I'm getting an Oscar for this. <laughs> like, I thought that was just so funny and so genius, and his performance was so great. I, I just, I, I loved it. I, I loved it so much then. I fell in love with it as a 12-year-old, and to this day, it just, it makes me smile now. So I'm jaded about the whole film because it made me laugh so much as a kid. Uh, but breaking the fourth wall, what, what are your thoughts on it? What are your thoughts on that iconic scene? Why do you hate it so much? <laughs> no, I, 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 I like breaking the fourth wall a lot when it's, when it's called for, you know, especially in comedies like this. I think I love that. I love that aspect. That's, to me, that's the best part of the movie is the finale. The finale. The finale. <laughs> but yeah, when they, when, they, when they break out on the movie lot, that's the best. It's so out of nowhere. It's just, it's just amazing. 
And I, that Dom DeLuise part is probably the funniest part of the movie, in my opinion. It's, it's his, his line, I mean, he uses a slur, so I won't get into it, but whatever, he's like commanding them to dance or whatever, and it's just so funny. It's so funny. Um, yeah. And, and I, I, I I'm love working for Mel Brooks. I love, because the Warner Brothers lot is like five minutes from my house, and I drive by that, like every day, literally that stretch where he runs out and like gets in a cab or whatever, uh, that, that's... That's like right there. Uh, so it's it's fun uh, to be like, oh, that's, you know. I would loop around that. I would just loop around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's super cool. So what didn't you, give me give me a bit, because I said the Mongo stuff I think is stupid. A lot of, you know, the, 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 the medieval times executioner, like a lot of those bits just kind of go on. And they're just, you know, it's just, it's just a different kind of humor. And I, so I'm not trying to be insulting. I, I spoke in a very simplistic way. Like this movie's not funny. Like, I don't, I don't mean it like that. I just said that That's to how be I impactful. It. No, I just like, because I know, I know that it's a timeless comedy, but I do just think it's the bigger, it's the bigger question of, it's like, let's take Fiddler on the Roof as one example. Is like, you will never love Fiddler on the Roof as much as I do, even if you watched it this first time and loved it. Because, because it's a part of my childhood. It's like a part of my brain. And so, do you think that Blazing Saddles is is because is is heralded as this wonderful film today by so many people that saw it as when they were kids but if you watch it today you just don't see it like that and you know what i mean does that does that make sense it, it, it does and i don't of, know how much value are you giving this film just based on you watched it every day for years in your childhood I you did. know the, that's why it's number 3 you know that's why it's number 3 on my list is be, is because of that but I really would, it's, it, it, the shitty part is, is that you can't unexperience it the way that you've experienced it, and I can't unexperience it the way that I've experienced it. So that's what makes comedy so hard, really all film, but comedy specifically, because comedy evolves so quickly. It's such a shorter expiration date, which we've talked about. The things that I look at in terms of comedy are longevity, Ooh. like how, how well does it last, and how, how relevant is it as it continues to age. I look at quotability as a big thing for me. I look at the actual narrative of, of the film as well. Like, was it a good story? Is, is there any merit to the story or is it just like Anchorman? It's just kind of series of bits. Performances, comedic performances, obviously. Like, are those, like these are the four, I think there's another one that I, I, I'm blanking on the top of my head. And I think Blazing Saddles checks all those boxes. You know, like it's it, it, influential, that was it. Like, how, how influential is this film? You know, in the lexicon of, lexicon might not be the right word, or pantheon, maybe that's the word I'm looking for, <laughs> of, mm -hmm. of, of the history of comedy films. Like, where does it sit within that? And I don't think anyone's doing stuff like this. I don't think anyone's taking the risks that Mel Brooks is taking. Yeah, I won't disagree you know, with that. I, I, yeah. I don't think anyone's putting together these types of, of films. Well, no, that's the, that's the whole interesting thing about comedies, is, is how do you judge comedies over a long period of time? Because cause they, they're just, most of them, I think, particularly ones that don't, that aren't, to belabor a point, sorry, that aren't that super realistic, don't hold as much of uh, their humor over a long period of time. And I just think that's an interesting conversation. Because I wouldn't deny that Blazing Saddles belongs in the top level of importance and impact and influence uh, of comedies. And sure, when it came out, it was such a, such a huge deal, such a comedy event that I'll never know what that was like, so I don't have that to add to my frame of reference for it. But, so I can't, 
it's like you almost can't judge comedies in a way. It's really unique. So my question to you on this subject is, I wonder how, uh, because this film is simply, to, to simplify it, is a spoof in so many ways, and I wonder how spoof comedies, how they age over time, um, and, and how, that, how, how, how that's similar or different to other types of comedies, because I feel like spoofs inherently, generally speaking, are very much products of their time because all of the humor, a huge part of the humor, has to be very relevant. Any girl can be this year's prom queen. Well, I smell bad. <laughs> okay, Jakey Jakey, about to make a big mistakey. <laughs> Here's the wager. I'm gonna pick the most hopeless girl at this school, and I'm gonna bet that you can't turn her into prom queen. The spoof movies that are done today so cheaply are, are like really for that specific strike while the iron's hot and we're gonna make just par pure parallels to the, the film that you just saw. Now what if it went like this? And like if you haven't seen that movie, then, then that's not gonna be funny. It's just a guy you know, falling down an elevator shaft or, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> funny, right? <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> yeah, a guy falls down elevator shaft. So uh, yeah, so spoof movies I think have evolved. I think spoof movies have evolved to be some of the worst comedies because of because of the, the, the clear cash grab to doing this. It's like, oh, Scary Movie just came out? That was, I mean, uh, Scream just came out? Oh, let's do Scary Movie. Grab, cash grab. I'm not gonna stand for slander of Scary Movie one and two. Anything after that, sure, but don't be insulting one and two in front of me. I don't know what the hell that is, but I'll lick it anyway. I think, I think spoofs are really interesting because they're very cyclical. And I think that uh, in the 70s, they were great. And then they kind of disappeared for a little bit uh, after uh, Blazing Saddles and Airplane. And then they kind of came back in the late 80s, early 90s for a few years for Naked yeah. Gun early and 90s. a couple there. And then they were kind of gone again. Hot Shots Part 2. Hot Shots Part 2, I almost put on my top 10 list. Part 2. Part, part deux. Deux. yes, yes. Part 2. <laughs> no, I love that movie as a kid. That movie's I, so I funny. Movie. I want to be with you. I want to hold you. I want to meet your parents and pet your dog. My parents are dead, Topper. My dog hates them. This sort of segues into my like criticism. I do want to question a little bit. I mean, Mel Brooks is a genius. He is a uh, he is a comedy icon. He deserves well-deserved place in the history of of comedy. I would never try and take that away from him. But with that said, I'm going to try and take that away from him. <laughs> with that said, he's garbage. He's garbage. How? <laughs> Mel Brooks is exclusively known for spoofs. All of his biggest films are spoofs. Every single one of them. The Producers is... I was going to say, is The Producers considered a spoof? I, I mean, don't I don't know. know. I mean, I don't think it's a specific spoof, but he's still playing off of... I would say no. I would say no. Outside of The Producers, which I don't love... By the way, I don't love. I never producer. saw it, to be honest. It's, you should watch it. I don't think it's. I don't think it's great. The the new one, the the with with Farrell in it. <laughs> really? That was that was not good. Franz Liebkin. I was never a member of the Nazi party. I think spoofs a little bit are are, are stacking the deck. Good ones. Those those seventies eighties ones especially because they were really popular. Yeah. Because you're you're borrowing credibility. You're starting with a leg up. 
because the audience already is already likes that thing. So yeah. Westerns built in. You have a built in Western audience. Robin Hood, Men in Tights. You have a built in audience. You already you already have a built in. Dracula, Den loving it, although not great. Oh, we're getting a Dracula <laughs> dead and loving it reference. I'm trying to think of other Mel Brooks films that I'm clearly... Space don't balls. Frankenstein. F foolish me Space for not balls. mentioning... Spaceballs. You know, built-in audience. All of these films, I'm, I'm blanking on. Spaceballs is super funny. Love Spaceballs. Yeah, I think Spaceballs is my favorite Mel Brooks movie, honestly. How many assholes we got on this ship anyhow? Yo! So I kind of think he's cheated his whole career. Like, he hacked the, the, the comedy system a little bit. Not that he doesn't deserve credit, but he also doesn't deserve credit because, you know, make a film from scratch that no one's already invested in. Yeah. Make, make a film that someone's already, in, well, has to invest in from zero, not from 50. Yeah. So that, that, to me, I put a little, little small asterisk next to Mel Brooks's name, but he's, you know, still top five, dead or alive. I get your point. I think, I think it's fair. I think, uh, I think part of the, another part of the reason why we love Mel Brooks so much is that he's such a beloved performer. You know, like if he, if he didn't turn up in the, those movies or in other shows or cameos or whatever, we probably wouldn't revere him as much as we do. But because he's so beloved as a person, that makes it, I think that makes us wanna elevate him even more. Yeah. How do you not like the, the scene as him as the governor in Blazing Saddles, where he's got Gov on his, the back of his suit and he's yeah. just, and he's just, I mean, he's probably like, he might be my favorite character that's in it for longer than a few lines. Like he's, he's funny. He's so hey boys, how you doing? Whatever. He's talking to the girl's boobs. You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. Work, 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 work. Hello boys. Have a good night's rest. I missed you. Even the stuff that's pushing the boundaries like that feels like it's been done. Like I've seen similarness, you know, in other movies since why not anymore. Yeah. But why not anymore? But why do you think that is? Because no, of this movie. I get it. I get it. That's great. But that doesn't mean I like the movie more. I can respect the movie. I can put it on a shelf and say, yep, Blazing Saddles is a very important film well, can in the you, history of comedy. But that's a good question. Can, is there's a difference to you? Like, is there a film that you, that you do not enjoy, but still herald as one of the best? Can you, can those two things exist? For sure. For sure. I'll, I'm going to try to think of an example just Thank off the you. top of my head, but it'll be challenging. I don't um, think it exists. No, it exists because I've used I use this example a hundred times, but saying that like there's there's uh there's Paul Thomas Anderson movies that I that I don't like, you know I just I just rewatched Inherent Vice, uh, from a few years ago and I I, I want to like that movie I don't like it, and I'm sure it's good if you get it and like it you know because he's so good, um, I think that there's classic film oh I got like. This, this one, this is going to shoot all the credibility. If I have built up any credibility with my film opinions, this will destroy it. Is I've never been able to make it all the way through 2001 A Space Odyssey. And that is, many people consider, maybe the best film ever. It's Kubrick, who's, I think, the best director ever. Uh, I will watch it, I promise. But I, I just, you know, the first 20 minutes is like apes beating at this... Fucking tower. It just goes on and on. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> and what? I'm just I like, I get it. It's, but art, like, art is subjective. Like, like if yeah, you yeah, don't but like 2001 it, is considered a mecca of film. So, yeah, I, I'll put that on the shelf and I'll say, uh, if someone asks me the best sci-fi movies of all time, I know I'm going to have to consider that and put it near the top, even though I personally haven't developed a connection with it yet. That's, you know, you, you have to be able to do that. I think that's really tough. I think on some level you have to like the film. 
Because no, then tough. otherwise you're just letting other people's opinions dictate your own. No, and you're willing to, it's, it's more willing to admit that, that because art is subjective, that means you're not going to be right all the time. Like, that's just, that's just, I wish everyone would be like that. Please, everyone, be more like me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I accept you have that to I'm be right to, none of true the time. Intelligence, true intelligence is willing to, the, the knowledge that you might be wrong. Like, that, that, that is a, a thing I really believe. Yeah, well, by that it, logic, I'm the smartest person on earth. Uh, well, then I take back everything I just said. I don't understand that leap of faith, but... No, but, you know, it's like... There's, some things just aren't for you. And you, that doesn't mean that they're bad. Fair like, enough. People yeah, need I, to realize that. I do try and make that dis- distinction. Like, if anyone in the world should, you should. Yeah, whether I like it <laughs> and whether it is good, I really, really try very hard to separate those two. I, but at some point, they do blend together. Like, I just, I yeah. generally enjoy this, therefore I think it is good. It's, it's slippery slope, so Yeah, it's... I think, I think, to your point, I'll meet you, is I don't think I could think, like, I don't, I can't imagine a way that I'm gonna think 2001 is one of the best movies of all time if I don't like it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I can see that as, as, a, as, as a person who likes to consider myself intelligent, like, I, I would like to think I can watch a movie like 2001 or any others that I don't necessarily love and think, okay, yeah, it, it has this value attached to it because of its artistic merits. Yeah, I try. But I don't do that with Blazing Saddles because Blazing Saddles sucks all the dicks. <laughs> <laughs>